Welcome to the Glean Podcast. We have our uh, pastor in the house tonight, and also we have Philip back in with us tonight. Wes is out handling a little church business, but uh, we're here tonight, and uh, we got a great uh, topic to discuss tonight. And uh, we really want to talk to you tonight. Uh, you won't believe this. I'm just telling you, you won't believe this. Why serving God benefits you and understanding that God has a benefit package for the believer. It's very important for us to understand that uh, everything that's encompassed around our salvation, God gives us a benefits package, almost like a health package, right? And so tonight we're going to explore this. We're going to talk about it. We're specifically going to come through uh, on the scriptures out of Psalms 103, one, verses 1 through 5. And um, real quick, I just want to read to you, uh, just to give you a little synopsis of this, of what David wrote when he wrote Psalms 103. And it says this, and I'm going to read out the Amplified Version. Blessed, affectionately, gracefully, praise the Lord, all my soul, and all that deepens within me, bless his holy name. Bless, affectionately, grateful, praise the Lord, all my soul, and forget not, listen to this, forget not one of all of his benefits. Let me rephrase that. All of his benefits. In verse 3, it says, He forgives every one of you of your iniquities, who heals each one of you of all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and the corruption, who beautifies and dignifies and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy, who who satisfies your mouth, your necessity and desire at a personal age and situation with good so that your youth renewed is like eagles, strong, overcoming, and soaring. And so there in that just short amount of scriptures is God's benefits for us and for the believer. And so I'm going to turn it over to to Pastor Steve and Phil tonight, and they're going to go in and and break this down a little bit more. But I want us to look. We're going to look at forgiveness. We're going to look at what he heals. We're going to look at how he redeems us. We're going to look at how his love and his mercy is all, all sufficient for us, how he satisfies us and takes care of us, and then how he renews us day by day. And so I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Steve, and I'm going to allow them to, to dig into this topic tonight, and we know it'll be a blessing unto you. Turn it over, Pastor Steve. Uh, it's good to be with you again tonight, and uh, as uh, Pastor Josh said, uh, you know that uh, it uh, there are benefits that come with serving God. We talked last week Uh, you know, about taking up our cross daily and following Jesus and what it cost us to follow Christ. And there is a price to pay, uh, you know, because and the Bible teaches us that because in ministry there'll always be times when you will have to deny your own desires and ambitions and so forth uh, to obey Christ, to follow him. And, uh, you know, that that is a daily commitment because in Luke 9, 23, he said, take up your cross. If any man will come after me, let him take up his cross daily and follow me. So it's a, it's a not just a one-time commitment. It's, it's a daily commitment. Whether we walk with God or whether we, uh, you know, try to fulfill our own ambitions or desire. Now, uh, you know, people's always told me, 
Well, I, I would might be a Christian if I didn't have to give up so much. <laughs> well, I honestly can say that I've never given up anything that I wasn't sick of anyway. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's such a blessing, uh, you know, to... Uh, you know, know Jesus as our, our Lord and Savior, to have peace with God. Romans chapter 5 teaches us that we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, he's the Prince of Peace, the Bible says. And so the only true and lasting peace that you can find in your life is through accepting Christ, the Prince of Peace, as your Lord and Savior. Now here in the Psalms 103, it talked about, uh, you know, the benefit. And uh, that, you know, it, uh, I, I remember the first time I, years ago when I, I first read those verses of Scripture, and especially verse 2 where he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all thy benefits. So, yes, it may cost us something to serve Christ, to live for Christ, but yet at the same time, we are, uh, you know, it pays to serve Christ. It pays uh, to live for him, to serve him. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for anything but just the peace that we have, mm -hmm. that inner peace, uh, really, if, you, if, if people would be honest and you could go anywhere in the world, uh, and I've had the opportunity to travel overseas and minister the gospel in and, and several different places, and wherever I've been, uh, the desire, inward desire of every human being is to find something that gives them that inner peace. And, uh, you know, there are uh, men and women uh, that, you know, have all the money uh, that you can desire and they could buy anything that money could buy. But, you know, that does not give you any lasting peace. And, uh, you know, Jesus proved this when he uh, was talking to the rich young ruler and uh, he told him, you know, the rich young ruler asked Jesus, said, you know, good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus began to quote, uh, or, you know, uh, the commandments, Ten Commandments. And, uh, you know, uh, he, he said, well, I, I've kept them ever from my youth, ever since I was just a young lad. And Jesus said, but you lack one thing. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of uh, people, a lot of preachers over the years have, uh, you know, missed the point of what Jesus was trying to get across to that rich young ruler. Uh, you know, and uh, you say, they come out and say, well, you see, the God don't want us to have none of this world's good. Yeah. Well, that's far from the truth. Because the Bible said in Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first, first, you, you understand first, <laughs> that means before anything else, <clears throat> put God first in your life. Mm -hmm. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 
or that which is right, and all of these things mm-hmm. shall be added unto you. What was he talking about, these things that would be added <clears throat> to you? He was talking about food, shelter, and clothing. Those, those are basic necessities mm-hmm. of life. And he said, I'll just add them to you. Right. You really, if you're going to serve God with your whole heart, you really don't even have to ask for it. Yep. God will provide it. And uh, so that's a, you know, <laughs> that's a blessing in itself, uh, you know, and a reason why we should live for God. And uh, another thing, you know, is uh, talking about having peace with God. And most of the people that if they would be honest, that they may have enough money to buy anything their little heart desires, but it will not give you that inner peace that only God can give. Uh, Someone put it this way one time. They said every human being has a God-shaped hole inside of them. And it only God can fill that hole, mm-hmm. that emptiness on the inside. <clears throat> I, I know. I, I I remember, even though it's been more than fifty years ago, uh, when I accepted Christ, that emptiness on the inside. Nothing I did, nothing I could do, would satisfy that inner gnawing deep mm-hmm. down in my spirit, and. Uh, But the moment I accepted Christ, the peace of God came into my heart, and it's never left me. It's been there through all of these years. And it's not that because I've been perfect, because I've certainly made my share of mistakes, you know, through the year. But but that peace, inner peace, never left me. It's always been there. And uh, so... Uh, you know, just having that, and and uh, most of them that had wealth and you know riches, uh, like I said, they could buy anything their heart desired. Uh, you know, but they they would if they would be honest with you, they would say, "I would give it all for peace yeah, for to peace. have peace." You know, everybody is longing for that peace that only God can give through the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, so when he said, forget not all thy benefit, in other words, God is saying through King David here that if you will serve me, there are benefits. Mm -hmm. It's just like, uh, you know, going to apply for a job somewhere. And, uh, you know, I, the jobs I hadn't had uh, too many jobs in my life. Uh, I did. I wasn't the type of person that jumped around all over the place and never stayed nowhere any length of time. Uh, I, you know, I went to wherever I went to apply for a job. Uh, you know, I, I would, uh, you know, they would tell me what the wages per hour would be and what benefits were available, you know, after I'd been there maybe a, a year, six months, or whatever, however long they would have. And if you stayed with them and did a good job, when it come time, when that six months was up or that year, they'd say, well, now it's time for you to start reaping the full benefits of what we have to offer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when 
it comes time for you to start getting those added benefits on your paycheck, you just, oh, well, I don't just forget about them. I'm not concerned <laughs> with them. No, if, if they didn't give you the benefits, you'd be uh, going up to the front office to find what's going on here. Mm -hmm. You promised me when I came to work here, and I've done a good job for you, that after a, a year's time, I would start reaping these extra benefits. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you'd remind them if they didn't give them to you. Mm -hmm. And here, through King David, God is telling us, you know, when you become my child, when you commit to following me and serving me, don't forget the benefit. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And, and God, God don't want you to forget the benefit. He wants you to remind him of what he said. And uh, in, uh, I believe it's Isaiah 43, verses 25 and 26, he talks about, put me in remembrance. Mm -hmm. It's not because God has forgotten it. It's for your benefit that yeah. you remind, hey, God, you, you, you uh, promised yeah. you, if you would do this, you know, if I would trust you and I would believe in you and serve you. And so... Uh, there, there's benefit. And in uh, Psalms 68 and verse 11, it says, He daily loadeth us with benefit. <clears throat> I mean, not just a few. He said, He loadeth us loadeth. with benefit. There, there's all kinds of benefit uh, in serving God and living for Him. And the biggest thing, you know, thank God that we have peace in our heart now at this present time, but we also uh, are not going to hell. Mm -hmm. we, we've got a promise of an eternal home in heaven. And uh, a lot of people say, oh, I don't believe in that heaven and hell business. Well, just because you don't believe it don't make it not so. Right. You know, Jesus actually, if you study the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he speaks more about the, the fires of hell and trying to get you our attention to say, you know, don't do this because hell is your eternal reward. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there is a real devil, there is a real hell, and there is a real God, and there is a real heaven. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Yep. And thank God we have that assurance, we have that confidence in our heart tonight, not because of anything good that we have done, but because we've accepted the finished work mm -hmm. of the cross of Christ on Calvary. Praise God. Yep. You know, it didn't cost us anything but to believe right. and receive him. It's a free gift. In Ephesians chapter uh, 2, verses 8 and 9, it said, For by grace are you saved through faith. It is a gift, gift of God from God. Yep. Well, what only thing you can do about a gift is receive it. Amen. Yep. And, uh, you know, God put it out there. He offers it to you. But if you don't accept it, there's nothing he can do about right. it. So the only thing you can do about a free <clears throat> gift is accept it, receive it. And uh, so he's promised us, uh, that you know, that he would forgive he said, uh, forget not all thy benefits. Who, and then he starts listing what some of the benefits are. 
he, who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Yep. How many? All of them. All of them. If it's all of them, they ain't no more. That's right. <laughs> I, I, One of my favorite words. I like that. <laughs> if it's all, that it's means all. it's all. It ain't all no means more. all. Yeah. He, who forgiveth all, all thine iniquity. The only sin that will never be forgiven is when you reject Jesus Christ, the gift of God offered to you. That sin will never be forgiven. Mm -hmm. And because when you reject Christ, there <laughs> is no other sacrifice. This, that's the only one. He's the only way to heaven. He's the only way to true and lasting peace. The 14th chapter of John, verse 27, he says, "My, this is Jesus talking, my peace give I unto you, not as the world giveth, but my peace give I unto you. Yeah. So the world can offer you a uh, kind of a, a temporary peace, you know, if you make success and different things, but when it comes down to the end of the day and the lights are out and you're all by yourself, they still that yep. empty place on the inside gnawing at you. Mm -hmm. And the Bible puts it this way in the book of Romans. He said, uh, we were uh, Gentiles, and he said, you were alienated from the covenants of promise. Mm -hmm. Talking about the promises God gave Israel, God gave Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and on down. And uh, so he said, in this world without hope, listen to that, in this world without hope and without God. Mm -hmm. I tell you, without God, there is no hope. And uh, thank God we are not without him. Mm -hmm. he, he offers us a free gift if we'll only receive him. And we can't do anything to merit it or to earn it. It's a free gift. Right. He said, you know, by the grace of God, we're saved uh, through faith. And he said it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You see, if we could do good works, then we could both say, look right. what I've done. Yeah. No, you, you, that don't get it. It's just simply a free gift. You accept the love that God offers us through his son, Jesus Christ. And if the Romans chapter 10, verses 8, 9, and 10, he said, uh, you know, he said, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy heart and in thy mouth that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God raised Christ from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Ain't nothing else you can do about it mm. except what that Bible said. <clears throat> and then it said, for with the heart, verse 10, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with his mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you see, you, you have to confess Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you believe that God sent him to die on the cross for your sin, and you uh, he died, was buried, rose again the third day, and you believe God raised him from the dead, he said if you confess him with your mouth, you'll be born again. 
that's simple. You say, well, that's too easy. No, I didn't make it that way. God did. Mm -hmm. But people try to make it hard. Well, you know, you got to pay for it or you you got to do some good works or something. Give some money for it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you you can't buy it. It's Mm -hmm. a free gift. Yep. Uh, This is without price. I mean, Christ paid a tremendous price, but he offered it to us free. All we have to do is accept it. And he said, who forgiveth all thine iniquity? Mm -hmm. Now, I want to insert something right here because, uh, you know, there's a teaching uh, that's being promoted today by many uh, they call it hyper grace. Uh, or I, I always refer to it as greasy grace, <laughs> you know. But uh, they say in their teaching that God has already forgiven you through Christ your past sin, your present sin, and your future sin. Mm-hmm. And you don't ever have to repent or ask forgiveness again. Well, that's... Uh, that's not according to what the Bible teaches. Uh, you know, in 1 John chapter uh, 1 and verse 9, he said, uh, if we confess our sin, you see, in other words, we're repenting. Of, if we know we've done wrong, we, we have to confess it. He said, if we confess our sin, that... Uh, he forgives us, and he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, it's amazing to me, and some will say, well, God wasn't really writing to Christians there. Oh, is that it? Mm-hmm. Is that so? <laughs> well, chapter 2, he, he goes on at, actually in after verse 9, 1 John 1, 9. He said, if we say that we have no sin then we do not the truth and we make God a liar. Well, listen, now God's not a liar. Mm -mm. (laughs) He can't lie. And the Bible also teaches that if what a man says is contrary to the word of God, let that man be a liar and let God be so. And then in chapter 2, verse 1, he said, I write these things, beloved. Beloved, so he's talking about brethren. He don't call sinners beloved. Mm-mm. He's talking to the church. Beloved, if you do sin, yep. you see, I think God knew we would. <laughs> he knew we wasn't going to be perfect even after we got, get saved. We, we are not perfect. We still make mistakes. But thank God, you know, he <laughs> wrote the Bible Give us the words so that we could put the word of God in our heart. In the Psalms, it says, uh, I've put thy word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Mm -hmm. So if we will, you know, conduct our lives according to the teaching of God's word, then we will not sin against God. But, uh, you know, we, we, of course, we, we are not full grown when we first say we're babes in Christ. And so we have to grow and mature in these things. And uh, so he said, I write these things unto you that you sin not. But if you do, then we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And so uh, he's telling us there that we 
we have to forgive us or confess our sin. Mm -hmm. And if we are willing to do that, then God is righteous. He's just to forgive us. And uh, then uh, they they will say, well, the, all of that was under the law. We we you know Christ uh, you know done away with the law. No, he didn't. The Bible, there's nowhere in the Bible that it says the law was done away with. It said he fulfilled it. Yeah, he didn't came uh, come to destroy the law. He came to fulfill the law. And uh, really, if you think about it. What they asked Jesus, what are the greatest of the commandments? And he said, well, the first commandment is to love God with all your heart, mm-hmm. your mind, your soul, your body, your strength. And he said, the second is like unto the first. Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, which really you could say it's one <coughs> commandment in a nutshell. Right. Because if you love God with all your heart, you're going to love your neighbor like you're supposed to, you know. And you won't be committing sin against him or uh, lusting after his wife or lying on your neighbor and doing all this stuff, you know, stealing and all that. So he said on these two commandments, to love God first and then love your neighbor as yourself. He said on these two commandments hangs all of the law. And so we're still, if we walk in the commandment of love, and Jesus said in the 15th chapter of John, he said, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Now people will say, yeah, but that's impossible. Well, is it? If it's impossible, then it was wrong for Jesus to tell us to love one another as he had loved us. If it was impossible for us to do that, then it's unjust of God to require us to do something that's impossible. Is it? Mm-hmm. And Romans also chapter five tells us that uh, the love of God has been <coughs> shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, and then also we, the Bible tells us we are born of God. God is love. So you, we can say we're born of love. Yeah. We have the potential on the inside of us to love one another, to love God with all of our heart and to love our neighbor. Right. You may not like what your neighbor does, but it don't mean you can't love right. his soul. Mm-hmm. You see, and that's where I think a lot of people miss it. And it's, it's really one of the reasons why even as Christians, people are so miserable is because they're holding resentment, ill will, and unforgiveness against their neighbor, against their even family members, and uh, all you know. We we if and two you know we have to forgive if we expect God to forgive us. But now I want to hit this last point here, and then we'll we'll go on here a little bit. But uh, you know. Uh, if, uh, you know, the Bible is true, and I believe it is, then the people that are saying we're covered by God's grace, well, it is true, we are covered by God's grace, but if we have sinned 
according to the teaching of God's word, we must repent. People say, well, oh, no, God's already covered that by grace. We don't have to ask forgiveness from him or if we sin, say, if I would sin against you, I don't have to ask you to forgive me or anything. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a shame poor old Jesus didn't know that <laughs> and him the son of God. Because if you read the second and third chapters of the book of Revelation, uh, he, these are the letters to the seven churches mm-hmm. that existed in Asia Minor in that day. And Jesus, you can look at it in Ephesians, um, in Revelations chapter two and three. And the first church was to the church of Ephesus, and he said, "You have fallen from your first love." In other words, you you've grown a little bit cold. You 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 don't love God like you did at first. He said, "Return unto thy first love. Repent." Or else, mm-hmm. <laughs> five out of the seven churches, he told them, repent or else. Now, they're under grace. <laughs> you can't say they're not. Mm-hmm. They're under grace because he's talking to the church. He's talking to his children. Right. And yet, under grace, if we sin, we have to confess that sin. Mm-hmm. According to First John 1 and 9, and ask him to forgive. And he will. He's a merciful God. And, uh, you know, he will, he's right. He's just. He'll forgive you. And uh, in Psalms 103, verse uh, uh, 10, he says, he has, now this is, if you can't shout over this, you, you don't have no shout in you. He that hath, he hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Right. Boy, I, I tell you what, that's shouting ground. Yeah. In other words, because of God's mercy, we are not getting what we deserve. If we got what we deserve, we'd all go to hell. But his mercy keeps us from getting what we deserve. He's not dealt with us after our sin, nor rewarded us according to our iniquity. For as the heavens is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgression from us. Praise God. (laughs) That's an immeasurable distance. And it's high as the heavens is above the uh, earth. That's how great God, how would you measure how yeah. how high the heavens are? Yeah. I don't believe you got no step ladder long enough to uh-uh. get that high. <laughs> so, uh, you know, thank God for his mercy and his grace. And notice he said he has uh, not rewarded us according to our iniquities. And as far as the east is from the west, he's removed our transgression from us. This is something also that uh, caught my attention. In Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, he said, Surely he's borne our griefs, carried our sorrow, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he would, now notice it, he was wounded for our transgression, and he was bruised 
for our iniquity. Mm -hmm. I used to think, well, that's the same thing. No, it's not. When he says he is wounded for our transgression, the transgression is the outward act. Mm -hmm. But when it said he was bruised for our iniquities, that deals with the issues of the heart. Praise God. But you see, he's, he's made provision where he not only forgives us for the outward act of the sin, but he also deals at the same time with the condition or the issues of the heart. That's why in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, he says, uh, you know, guard your heart with all diligence. Mm -hmm. Why? For out of it, that is out of your heart, are the issues or the forces of life. So, uh, you know, thank God there's mercy, there's grace, there's forgiveness. But, uh, you know, to say that we we don't have to ever repent anymore, we don't ever have to confess our sin anymore, that's false teaching. That That's not according to God's Word. That's not according to Jesus' right. Word, you see. And it doesn't make any difference what some great, preacher, popular preacher said, if what he's saying is not in the Bible, then that man is a liar. It doesn't mean he's, he's, you know, in other words, he may have some good points about him, but that is false. Let him be a liar and let God's word be true. But at the same time, thank God there is mercy and there is grace if we sin, mm-hmm. and we can keep the peace of God in our heart, you see, Amen. And so, uh, I, I I just uh, wanted to hit on that about uh, you know forgiveness, and then hey, Pastor Steve, yeah, I I like in here where it forgives is is past tense, right? Yeah. It's, it means he's already done it. It's already taken care of. And it also covers us for whenever we sin again. Mm-hmm. You know, so I like the part there that God is always has always forgiven us. It's, it's, it's us as Christians and believers to acknowledge when we've made a mistake in front of the eyes of God mm-hmm. and acknowledge those things. But I like the part that God is that loving and that merciful and that forgiving that he he continues to look again past my mistakes, not yeah. his mistakes or anybody else's, my mistakes. Yeah. And 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 chastises me through the word of God to correct or to change yeah. my life and direct me into the ways that I go. So that I, I really like that part of the forgive. He you know, it says in the amplified, which I really like, who forgives every one of it says every one of all your iniquities, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of them. Yeah. And I'll say this right here: we we use that word all while ago, but did we we don't. I've never heard it like this. And I just looked this up in some of the Greek and 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 context. When you look at that word all, it means this without limitation. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> that's that's yeah. pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what what I'm saying is it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, when Christ shed his blood on the cross, he said he died for the sins 
of the whole world. Mm -hmm. But it is by grace, through faith. But if you don't repent of your sin and you don't ask for forgiveness, you won't receive it. That's right. And that's the problem with this, some of the grace teaching that is going around is saying that you never have to uh, repent again. Once you're saved, he's already forgiven you past, present, and future. If you repent. Well, and also, I think, it, I think in the context of that, that they don't understand the reverence of how holy God is. And how could we stand before a holy God and him just sort of cover up continuous amount of sin in our life. Yeah. It, it doesn't work like that. Right. Even though Jesus was all sufficient in everything that he did for us through the cross, the grave, and the resurrection, it doesn't excuse us to not to ever come back to him and ask for forgiveness when we make a mistake. Um, again, I think we we made the point earlier is that we, we mess up. I, yeah. I mess up. I'm raising my hand yeah. in front of the camera now to say I messed up. I'm not perfect, yeah. but uh, but I, I I mean I have to go back as an individual and I say God I've I've messed up I've made a mistake please forgive me because I want to be in right standing with Him, you know I want to be in right standing so that 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 I know no matter what any kind of situation or circumstances that I'm in the right position so that I can have that relationship with Him. Yeah, and uh, you know a lot of uh, those proponents of that teaching. Uh, you know, that you're forgiven past, present, and future, and you never have to ask for forgiveness once you accept Christ. A lot of them have fallen away from God. A lot of ministers have come out and openly said, we're we're homosexual. Yeah. And it's not that God, God loves all sinners. You know, the Bible says that while we were, God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for it. Yes, God loves sin, uh, homosexual, just like he does the drunkard or the adulterer or the murderer or, you know, whatever sin they commit. God loves them and his blood was shed for them, but they, if they don't confess that sin, is what the point I'm making is, and if they don't confess it and receive by faith that mercy, that grace, and that forgiveness, then they they won't have it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the dangers in that. But thank God his mercy is so great. And uh, if we will only, you know, and the Bible also tells us if we have no chastisement, from the Holy Spirit, then he said, we're bastards and not sons. In other words, we're illegitimate. Mm -hmm. And God, the Bible said that God, uh, you know, uh, disciplines or corrects every son whom he received. Mm -hmm. But how does does God, you know, Punish, uh, it's not really punishment, it's chastisement. How does God chastise us? Some people say that God puts, it, if you read the 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews, he says, despise not the chastening of the Lord. You see, for he chastens every son whom he receives. Mm-hmm. So God will deal with us if we are wrong. Right. 
Well, if, if God deals with us when we're wrong and we say, oh, well, I done been forgiven of that, God, what are you what, bothering me yeah, for? Yeah, what's you bothering me for? <laughs> yeah, that don't even make <laughs> sense, you know. <laughs> so anyway, thank God yeah. he deals with us when we do miss it. It's because he loves us and he wants to correct us. Uh, he, he never is wants to condemn us, uh, and he won't condemn us because uh, John chapter 3, verse 17 says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So condemnation doesn't come from God, but conviction mm-hmm. comes from God. Right. You see, God will convict his children because he loves us and he cares for us and he will forgive us when we acknowledge we've missed it, we've sinned, and we ask him to, uh, you know, to forgive us. He said, like we mentioned in 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and he's just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank God for that benefit. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Yeah. Now, uh, go to that next one there, Philip, about uh, <clears throat> who healeth all thy diseases. Yeah, well, I was going to <clears throat> talk about, uh, I know the healing uh, belongs to us, and I know over the years uh, you've always been a stickler for Isaiah 53, 4, and 5, 1 Peter 2, 24, Matthew 8, 17. And yeah. I know there's a, a, a lot of people in the world today that go to church and you hear them say, well, if it's God's will to heal me, I'll be healed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they would just simply read the word, they would understand that God has healed us. What, what Jesus bore on the cross for us has already taken place. Mm-hmm. And I thought about the uh, scripture in Ephesians uh, chapter 1, verse 3. I just want to read a little bit of this. It said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us, with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Mm-hmm. Well, if <clears throat> he hath blessed us, that's the past tense. Yeah. That means he's already done it, in other words. And it says, with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Well, there's that word all again. Mm-hmm. Well, if he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, that means there ain't no more. And it says, this right here is one that really stood out to me several years ago. I was reading a book uh, called The Blessing of the Lord uh, by Kenneth Copeland. And when I read this, I've read this scripture before, but it's like these words just jumped off the page. And it said, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundations of the world, Mm -hmm. that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it just hit me, because you think about everything that God has done, everything that God did for us, uh, it's hard to, to understand well, we didn't deserve it like you was talking about, but God done it for us anyway, all the benefits and the blessings. It's not just get saved and then that's it. There's nothing else mm-hmm. to it. Your life should be a steady increase. Yeah. Because it says uh, increase cometh from the Father above. Mm-hmm. So any promotion or anything, I always said, and I might have said it last week, everything good comes from God. Mm-hmm. So when good things happen in your life, that's a benefit that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. 
And when you when you sit there and think that God could have done hundreds of millions of things, but yet he was thinking about us before he yeah. ever even created the world. And then when he created the world, uh, and, you know, he put Adam and Eve in the garden, mm-hmm. and then, you know, they messed up and sinned, he went right back to work trying to figure out a way on how to redeem us, mm-hmm. how to make it right for us again, how to continue to give us these benefits. And it says, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Christ, by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Mm-hmm. So in other words, it pleases the Father to see us operating and walking in his benefit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can just sit there sometimes and think, you know, you as as human nature, you it's like a gift. It ain't a gift unless you take it. Yeah, and and I'm I've I've heard you say many times, and I've been in the same situation where I've I've had somebody want to bless me with something before, and I'd say, well, no, you don't have to do that. And them looking at me like, well, I'm trying to bless you here, dummy, and you won't take it. Mm-hmm. And and I have refused them before and then get home, and that little still small voice says, well, I just tried to bless you, and you just turned it down. What was you doing? Mm-hmm. Because our nature is to think that it it's, it's not, you know, I'd rather be the one doing the giving. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, I don't want to take that from her or him. Yeah. and. You spend you spend hour upon hour trying to figure out who God's going to use to bless you or something like that because yeah. it, it said He uses men. Yeah, you know I, I heard heard a or read a story about Kenneth Hagin one time he was out uh, ministering in a church somewhere and he said they uh, was more or less put up in a chicken coop that had been fixed up and said they didn't have nothing to drink or nothing to eat. So he said he decided he'd go lay down across his bed and pray and say, God, now this, I'm doing what you've called me to do. I'm ministering your word. I've been willing and obedient. I ain't eating the good of the land. We need some stuff here to to eat, and we need to be able to live. And uh, he said this guy ended up knocking on the door later that evening, and he undoubtedly was a sinner because he said, I don't even know why I'm doing this, but when I was in the store, God told me to buy you all some groceries. And it's like I heard you say, I wonder how many people, how many Christians did God deal with and say, hey, I want you to go do this. And they didn't, but he ended up having you somebody that wasn't yeah. even. A, yeah. So so to, to think about how powerful it is that God had on his mind before the world was created, that he was going to figure out a way to have benefits and blessings for Steve, benefits and blessings for Josh, benefits and blessings for Phil, and benefits and blessings for you. It it, it just blows my mind that out of all the stuff he could be thinking about, he was thinking about a way. He was thinking about us and how much he loved us. And it says, having predestinated us and to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Amen. (laughs) In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace. So it was like you talking about grace there. You you know, he reminds us, if you do. Mm -hmm. So it's like you said, it's so simple to understand that God knew we was human. Yeah, You know, I, I hear people say, well, God's in control. God's in control. Well, he is in a certain sense, but God can't make you do nothing that you don't want to do. 
Mm-hmm. As human beings, we have free will to just if, right. if God was in control of every single thing, he would make everybody be saved, and it wouldn't be no use for us to be sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if God was in control, children wouldn't be being beat and murdered and aborted. I mean, you know, it, I heard one minister say, if he is, he's doing a poor job. Mm-hmm. And, and don't take me wrong, because I know in the big scheme of things he is, but there's wickedness and there's wrongdoing in this yeah. world. And as a human being, we have a choice. Yeah, you know, it, it, and it's just as simple as, you know, do you believe what the Word of God says? Do you believe that He loved you? Do you believe that He sent His Son to die on the cross for you? Do you believe that He'll heal you? Do you believe that He has redeemed you? Mm-hmm. So it's up to us to decide whether to believe it or not. Yeah, and if we do, then think about all these benefits that we receive because of it. Yeah, you know, uh, but talking about healing, you know that. Uh, there's people in the ditch on this side of the road and there's people in the ditch on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, one one uh, belief is that when all the last of the apostles, uh, you know, died out, then healing stopped. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've heard, <laughs> you know, that talk before, you know. But... Uh, where in the Word of God do they get that? Yeah, I, I mean, I've never found it anywhere. And uh, then some will say, well, if it's God's will, some people can be healed, you know, but it might not be God's will to heal them, <laughs> you know. Well, why, why would God heal one and, and then he wouldn't heal another person? Yeah. And, uh, you know, they will uh, preach Hebrews 13 and 8, Jesus Christ, the same, yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. Well, if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he ever healed one person, then that means he'll heal another person, or he's not the same. Mm-hmm. He changed. But you see, he didn't change. Right. And so, uh, you know, and then uh, th- there's some that uh, believes that, uh, you know, sometimes uh, it might be God's will, but, uh, you know, it may not all the time because I knew so-and-so, uh, you know, that believed that and they died. They was prayed for and they died. Well, uh, how how are you going to find out if, if it's God's will? How are you going to know? You know, people will say, but, but uh, how, how can you know what, what God thinks, what what's his, you know, it be, in other words, it, it ain't up to me and you to figure out who God will heal and who he won't mm-hmm. heal. And as far as I can ascertain from the scripture, every person that ever came to Jesus in faith was healed. Right. He never turned a one of them away. Yeah. But again, how can you settle it? It has to be God's will. Yeah. Now, I understand everybody's not healed. Right. But does that mean it's not God's will? No. Uh, does it uh, mean that, well, uh, you know, maybe they deserved it and this other person did? No, no, no. Uh, you see, all we have to base our faith on, whether it's forgiveness or whether it's healing, is what the Word of God says. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, uh, you like you said, there's uh, basically three passages of Scripture 
that I've always used concerning healing. And that's how I discovered, you know, even as a young Christian, I would read those things, miracles Jesus did, the healings he did, and I think, well, uh, I've never heard that before, you know. I mean, and I thought I wasn't just wasn't understanding it right. But then I'd find out, you know, well, that's the Bible. That's God's Word. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned a while ago, Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5, Surely he's borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Mm-hmm. Then in Matthew eight seventeen, he had just healed Peter's mother-in-law. And by the way, uh, folks, God <laughs> loves mother-in-law. Amen. And uh, he loves everybody, thank God. Uh, and it said she was lay sick of a fever. I believe the Amplified, Josh said that she had a great fever. In other words, this was a serious condition that was causing this fever in her, and she was in the bed, you know, mm-hmm. with this fever. And it said Jesus, you know, rebuked the fever, and uh, she was instantly healed, and she rose up and ministered unto them. And then verse 17, it says, that it might be fulfilled by the prophet Isaiah. You see, so every Bible reference, I mean, you can look it up. Every Bible reference will take you back to Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. And it said, himself took, took. our infirmities. Mm-hmm and bear our sicknesses. He said that it might be fulfilled by the prophet Isaiah. So there was the prophet Isaiah 700 years before Christ was born, looking to the future through the eye of faith and saying, by his stripes, we are healed. Yeah. So, and, so you could say there, even to the person that has a question about whether it's God's will to heal or not, it, 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 that don't have anything to do with what the Word of God says. Even to the person that's not sure, yeah. God's already done it for them. Yeah. It's just, what you have to decide if you're not sure is if you'll believe it and accept it or not because yeah. he, it says he himself took. Yeah. He took them forward. Yeah. He, he, didn't, he didn't ask you if he could. He didn't ask you if you <laughs> yeah. I mean, anything about it, it was just part of God's benefit of healing. Yeah. He took that infirmity and yeah. bare our sickness. It, so, it's part of our redemption. Yeah. It's part of the redemptive act, you know. And uh, uh, to give you a quick example, uh, I remember years ago praying for a, elderly lady she was in her 70s and uh, at the time I think she was 72 years old uh, and uh, so she had cataract surgery done on her eyes mm-hmm. and uh, her eyesight was not clearing up like it's supposed to and her brother uh, and his wife they had visited the church here when we had special services and you know, of course, I've known this man a long time, even before I become a Christian. Uh, and but he came. He asked me. He said, "If I could get my sister over here to our house, 
uh, would you come and pray for? And I said, sure, I will. And uh, so to make a long story short, in a few weeks, he called me one Sunday afternoon, and he said, I got my sister over here at the house. Can you come now and pray for her? I said, I'll be there in five minutes because mm-hmm. they didn't just live right up above, above the church. And so, uh, you know, before I pray for somebody, I always ask them a few questions to locate their faith. Yeah, see where they are. Are they just hoping they'll be healed or not sure? Or you say, I want to know where is your faith? Are you, what are you trusting in? And uh, so I just shared a few things, and I, I could tell she had, didn't know much about this. And maybe wasn't even sure of it, but she was, you know, she want, she knew she needed help. And uh, so I shared those three scriptures, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, Matthew 8, 17, 1 Peter 2, 24. And it, in 1 Peter 2, 24, it says, Who is on self by our sin in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness, by whose stripes we were... were. Healed. That's past tense again, just like half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I asked her, I said, I, now I want to ask you a question. I'm not trying to be a smart aleck. I just want you to see something. I said, let's read that verse again. And I read it with her and to her. And, uh, you know, she actually she couldn't see clear enough to actually read the scripture. But I read it to her again. And when I got to that last part, by whose stripes we were healed. Mm. I emphasize that. And she's she said there, she said, Why, why, I I'm already healed, ain't I? Mm-hmm. I said, Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I said, Jesus has already paid the price yep. by the stripes that was laid on his back. I said, That's according to God's holy word. Yep. And I said, Now all you got to do is receive it into your heart what he's already done. She said, well, I believe it. I believe it. And I said, I do too. Let's pray. Yeah. And so we all, her brother and his wife and myself, we laid hands on her and prayed for her, and the power of God touched her, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, so I told her, I said, now, you just lift your hands and praise God. And she did start praising God. And, uh, you know, I was talking to her brother and his wife, and but I'd look at her every once she was sitting down in a chair, and she was looking all around the room, you know. And uh, I, the more she looked, I could see her. Her eyes was getting bigger and bigger, you know. <laughs> and uh, I, she said, why, 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 why? She said, I can already see better. Mm-hmm. And I said, you didn't know Jesus loved you that much, did you? Yeah. And when I said that, tears started flowing down her face. Yeah. Now, you think about this, 72 years old. Yeah. That don't seem like so old now because I'm older than that <laughs> now. But back then, right. <laughs> to me, she she was an old lady, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm an old man, I guess. But uh, what, you know, I, I mean, I was so thankful that God had touched her and mm-hmm. made himself real to her. Mm-hmm. And I said, you didn't know Jesus loved you that much, did you? And this is what she answered. She said, I have been to church all my life. Now think about this, 72 years of age. 
And she said, I've been to church all my life, and nobody ever told me Jesus would do that for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And hit hit. I was thankful that God had healed her, but those words pierced my heart. Right. And I said, God, please don't ever let me not or be found not telling people the truth. Yeah, right. You know, and I've done my best these mm-hmm. many years, half, or half a century, oh, yeah. telling people that it is God's will to heal. Yeah. It's up to you to believe it and to receive it. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, thank God she was healed. Yeah. And uh, so the only way, in, you know, and that's talking about, the only way you can really know for sure if it's God's will to heal you uh, is how how you going to find out? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll ask so-and-so down the street. No. Mm-mm. So-and-so down the street may not have got healed because of their unbelief. Right. And because of wrong teaching, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, you have to go by God's Word. word. That's yeah. where you settle it at, in yeah. God's Word. If God's Word says it, then that's the truth. That's it. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I settled it in my heart mm-hmm. a long time ago. It is the will yeah. of God to heal. Has every person I've prayed for through these 50-some-odd years uh, been healed? No. I've prayed for some people and a few weeks later preached their funeral. Mm-hmm. Well, did that mean it wasn't God's will? No, absolutely not. Because God's word is forever settled in heaven. Yeah. It never changes. And uh, then I've, but not right on the other hand, I've prayed for people that's still alive today mm-hmm. because God's healing power. And I remember one uh, particular service we were having here at the church, and a, a woman came up for prayer, and she said, well, God heal me if I got, well, she almost sounded sarcastic, you know, and said, will God heal me if I got sin in my life? And I had her by the hand, holding her hand. I said, well, if you repent, he will. She said, well, I'm sorry. (laughs) Just kind of sorry. And the power of God hit her and knocked her back about six feet. And she would just say, oh, 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 my God. My, oh, my God. You know, Uh, but yeah, see, God, you know, one thing, and maybe I know our time's gotten away from it, but maybe next week we can talk a little more along these lines, and, and I believe it's going to help people. But, you know, I believe that there's a lot of people uh, that have watched us tonight, and maybe they're dealing with some kind of disease in their life, some kind of sickness. I, you know, from what we've shared from God's Word, you, you can search it out for yourself. But it is God's will to heal. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've got some sin in your life, things in your life that's not right, just ask God to forgive you. Right. One thing you'll find in studying the Word of God, especially the Gospels, is that healing and Salvation. faith and faith go hand in hand, or ever forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Healing and forgiveness, I call that the twins in the Bible. Wherever you find forgiveness, you'll find healing. 
Wherever you find healing, you'll find forgiveness. Maybe we can share some of those scriptures with you next week. But right now, maybe some things that uh, Philip and I have shared with you has, uh, you know, stirred your heart, stirred your faith, and you've been dealing with something in your body, sickness, worry, uh, whatever it is. But uh, I'm going to ask Philip to pray for you tonight, and we're going to release our faith in Josh is going to pray with us. The Bible says where any two or three are gathered together and in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And he said, when we touch and agree, he says, it shall be done for them of the Father which is in heaven. What we want you to do is Philip prays. We're, we're going, Josh and I are going to believe God with him, release our faith with him and with you. You just release your faith and say, if you've got something in your life that's not right, just quietly ask God to forgive you and receive what the promise of God's word is. By his stripes, you were healed. Philip, pray. Heavenly Father, we just come to you tonight in the precious and holy name of Jesus, and we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your love toward us, Heavenly Father, and we thank you for your benefits that you've blessed us with. And Father God, right now, we just thank you for healing, Father God. We thank thank you that you you sent your son to die on the cross for our healing. And Lord God, we have discussed tonight in your word, Father God, that it is your will to heal people, Father God. And we pray right now and ask you to help people to see in the mighty name of Jesus that it is your will to heal. All they have to do is to receive oh, what you've you. done for them, yes. Father God. And it don't matter what it is they're going through. It don't matter what sickness or disease they're facing. It is nothing to God. Any kind of sickness or disease is not categorized. You just simply yes. paid the price for our healing, and that means anything that we Thank need in our lives yes. taken care of and healed, Father God, you've already done it for us. Father God, just help people to receive in faith what your word says, Lord Jesus, and that if anybody's out there listening to us right now, Father God, that needs healing in their body, we just pray right now that your healing power reaches out to them and flows from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, Father God, and heals every single thing in their body or their life that needs healing, Lord Jesus, and we thank you for it. Father God, you are a good God, and we know that the healing is a benefit. Healing is something that the belongs to us. Your word says healing is the children's bread, Father God. So we just receive your healing bread tonight, Father God. In your mighty, precious, and holy name we pray, Father God, and we thank you for it. Amen. 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 Praise God. And uh, we trust, and I just sense in my spirit two things that the Spirit of God spoke to me as Philip was praying. Cancer and arthritis is being healed right now mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus. All mm-hmm. you have to do is receive it yeah. and give God thanks. Cancer, yes, we rebuke you in the name, name of Jesus. Jesus. We curse you to die and wither up and dry up from the root. And we release the healing power to take away arthritis out of your joints, out of your hands, out of your fingers. The yes. stiffness has to go in the name of Jesus, Jesus. and that you ever part of your body is released from that arthritis in the name of Jesus. Now, we thank God and praise him for 
what I know. I, I just know that I know God is ministering to some of you right now in Jesus' name. And we're so happy that we have this opportunity to pray with yeah. you and to share the truth of God's Word. Yeah. And Josh, we turn it back to you. Amen, amen. Well, listen, this has been an awesome broadcast tonight. Uh, do us a favor tonight. Go ahead and uh, like and share these throughout your social media platforms. Again, we're not on YouTube this week due to uh, uh, us having a uh, community violation. So uh, we'll, get, we'll get back on in the next couple of weeks. But again, we appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Uh, we'll continue this messaging for next week. And so we look forward to next week. Uh, as, as, as we've said always, y'all have a blessed week. Get into the Word of God. Understand what the Word of God says for your life and I promise you to be a blessing unto you and to your family and into anybody that you come in contact with we're signing off tonight and we appreciate you y'all have a good evening <laughs>